Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message from our special guest. Um, guys, if, if you've been with us the last few weeks, you remember that through November and uh, just finishing last week, we've been talking about go and tell and uh, talking about evangelizing, um, sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as we're pretty close to Christmas now, I was thinking that I would try and combine the two things uh, and talk about these things in relation to each other. So the Christmas story and going and telling. Uh, And I specifically want to have a look at the shepherd's example to us in this story, okay? So now I have a question. Have you, um, have you ever wondered, why did God choose shepherds of all people to receive the most important message that I can think has ever been given? Why shepherds? You know? Um, have you ever thought about what God actually used the shepherds to teach us about in the Christmas story? So... I think that usually we just, you know, we just watch or listen to the, the Christmas story, the nativity scene, uh, church plays normally, unfortunately not this year, we see it, uh, school plays, um, you know, there's plenty of movies that show it, but do we really give a second's thought to these particular questions? So I'm basically going to be looking at the passage out of Luke, uh, it's chapter 2, verses uh, 8 to 20. It's a very famous passage, I'm sure that you all know it. Uh, So please, if you've got a Bible or a Bible app on your phone, if you want to open it and read along with me, I'm just going to read us through it because it's what I'm going to be talking about today, okay? So I think it's going to come up on the screens as well. So it says this, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem, And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Wow, it's a magnificent story, isn't it? 
You know, in only 12 verses, we have an angel, then a heavenly host of angels. We have the shepherds. Uh, we have, of course, the birth of Jesus. And we have Mary and Joseph. 12 verses. There's a lot packed into those 12 verses there, you know. Uh, so today I want to look at the still, what I think are very relevant lessons that we can learn from the shepherds, even now, uh, 2,000 plus years later on. I want to look at the shepherds' role in this story, and through this passage, also look at their role in Christianity as we know it today. Um, let's have a look at the shepherd's status first, yeah? I think it's of considerable importance and, and quite significant that the message given by the angels in verses 10 to 13 was given to shepherds. At this time, shepherds, they resided kind of, you, you, know, you have a status ladder, they, they're like yeah, pretty much about down there, you know. Their socioeconomic status was not high, let's put it that way. Uh, they were regarded as low-class citizens, they were considered social misfits, um, many even considered them to be thieves, you know. They were religious outcasts. They were actually not even allowed in temple. Um, but we all know that God is intentional, right? Nothing happens by chance with God. So why was it that the angel from heaven appeared to announce the greatest news of all news ever in the history of news to some shepherds? I mean... You could really say that at this time in ancient culture, there were really no more uh, normal Joes, I want to say. I think it's an American saying, but I think, you, I think you all get it. There was really no more normal Joes, just like ordinary, really ordinary people in this particular culture at this time. They represented the lowly and the humble. And I think therein lies the point. That is the point, that Jesus was coming primarily for the poor and the outcasts of society. As Luke himself wrote in chapter, chapter 19, verse 10, when he said, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Just think, I wonder, if the message of the impending arrival of Jesus had been given to the royals, uh, you know, to, to kings and queens, to, um, to the high society of the time, or even to the religious leaders. What message would this have sent to the world? How would you, I, then reach him? Would he be accessible to us? We don't know. But I don't think so, you know? Would we have to wait in line to see him, to speak to him? Now we don't. We can talk to him anytime. Um, I had this other scenario in my head, possibly that, you know, we got to stand outside a palace gate somewhere, uh, hoping that maybe one day we'll get an appointment to see him, you know? Uh, I actually have a little scene in my head about this, so uh, I'm going to need you to use your imagination a little bit now, okay? Because this scene has two people, but I'm only one. So I bought a prop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, with the hat, sorry, without the hat, I'm going to be normal Joe, 
so we'll call him Joe. With the hat, I'm going to be like the gatekeeper at the palace where Jesus is, okay? All right? So, hat, gatekeeper. No hat, Joe. All right? So, it goes a little something like this in my head. So, bear with me. Yeah? Please, use your imagination. Okay, so, I'm going to start with as Joe. So, no hat. Uh, yeah, hi. Um, hi. Uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like to speak to Jesus, please. Hat, gatekeeper. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. You're, uh, you're way too far beneath him. He's not here for the likes of you. He's only here for, like, royalty and presidents and generals and such like. Um, but what is your occupation anyway? Uh, tax collector. <laughs> no. Shopkeeper. Yeah, no. <sighs> Engineer? Nope. MC? <laughs> no, no, sir, I'm sorry. I, I, I really don't think we can help you. That's the end of my acting. So you'll be pleased to know. <laughs> But no, praise God, the shepherds were chosen very specifically, I think. So that as it says in verse 10, the world would know that the Savior who was born this day was for all the people. By choosing the shepherds, God let us know that the hope of the world is for everyone. Everyone. Okay? So any of you here today, anyone watching right now, if you're thinking that you're maybe not good enough for Jesus to love you, I want to tell you you're wrong. Jesus came for everyone, okay? This is a great, the great, great lesson that I learned from the shepherds in this, very specifically for me. The shepherds were chosen to show that the Savior who was born this day was for all the people. All the people. That includes you and me. Now, when we actually look at the passage itself, okay, if you look at the information that we have, I don't know if you've ever considered this, but it's a bit strange, really. Uh, we receive really very little information about the shepherds themselves. Think about it now. What do you know? Okay. We know that they were shepherds, and we know by the fact that it's in plural that there's more than one of them. But other than that, that's really all we know, you know? We don't know how many there are. Five, ten, fifty, a hundred? We don't know how old they are. We don't know where they're from. We don't know their names. We don't know what they look like. Well, we had a video earlier that showed us maybe what some, what some of them look like. And I, <laughs> I think that's the image a lot of us have in our head. You know, the eight to ten-year-old boys in the church play with dad's big bathrobe on and a towel on his head and a big stick. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure this exactly how they looked. But no, I mean, it's really, it's as vague as can be, really. But I, again, I believe that that is for a very good and intentional reason. And that is that nothing in this passage is supposed to take away the focus from the
the good news of great joy for all people that this passage is telling us about. I mean, this is the Christmas story that we're talking about. This is the story of the birth of the Messiah. And nothing, absolutely nothing should supersede that, right? So I believe that the first lesson that we learn from the shepherds lies in this very fact, in their anonymity. Uh, there's nothing important that we need to know about them really, is there? You know, what details do we really need? There's nothing more important than the Savior who is Christ the Lord. And that is the message to us, that nothing about us, not my name, not our race, not my height, not my profession, not my accolades, not my titles, not my successes, there's nothing that is more important than Jesus Christ. The simple anonymity of the shepherds for me, as I studied this passage, it was a great lesson in humility for me and a great reminder. Um, what I've achieved, what I do, these things are nothing compared to Jesus. Uh, you know, I've got to thank Ariel for the song choices today, actually. Um, <laughs> she uh, she, she put the, picked the songs together that uh, go perfectly with what I wanted to say, say to you. So, Ariel, if you're watching, thank you. Um, and again, as I was studying these passages, I, I'm thinking, why don't I know anything about the shepherds? I, I have lots of questions about them. Then I realized, yeah, that's the point. That is the point. I don't need to know all about them because what I need to know is about the message that they received and what they went and found. That is what's important, okay? Now, please, don't get me wrong, okay? Uh, I'm not saying that these things are not important. I'm not saying that uh, they have no meaning. I'm not devaluing your life. I'm not saying that your accomplishments mean nothing. But what I'm saying is that it's really important for us to remember actually what the song we heard earlier says, Jesus at the center of my life, and not me. It's not about me. That song is a great, great song. I, I love that song. Uh, it's one of the first songs that uh, got stuck in my head when I became a Christian. I think my wife will remember me singing it day in, day out for, for quite a long time. Um, the lyrics are awesome. I just want to repeat a, a, a small part of it to you, okay? I was going to drag one of the girls up on stage to sing it a cappella, but I decided to give them a reprieve. So. But in that song, there's part that says this. Jesus at the center of it all, from beginning to the end, it will always be it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus. Nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center, and everything revolves around you. Jesus, you. This, I believe, is why the shepherds are so anonymous in this passage. That is, I believe, part of the message that God wanted us to get from the anonymity of the shepherds in this passage. 
Okay, I'm going to turn my attention, our attention to verse 15 and 16. Uh, it says, I think it's up there, is it? Yeah. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. So it's the word haste that I want to pick up on here. We can see here that the shepherds didn't dawdle. They didn't hang around before they took action. They didn't waste any time. There was no procrastination on their part. And I really see this, again, as a valuable lesson from them. Again, as I was putting this together, this left me wondering how many times that I, probably some of you also, have put off doing something that you know has been an instruction from God for you to do. Maybe the instruction came directly in prayer. Maybe it came through a scripture. Maybe it came through a sermon that you've heard. Maybe it came through, you know, you just happened to turn on the radio in the car to CBN and uh, a particular song came on and was like, whoa. I know I've been guilty of saying this. Oh, it's okay. I don't need to do that right now. I can do it later. And then I thought, imagine if the shepherds had decided to wait. Who knows? Who knows how the Christmas story would read today? How would it read if the shepherds were like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, this angel is pretty cool, but it's getting kind of late, you know? It's getting, getting a bit late, because it was nighttime when the angel appeared, right? So what if they're like, well, yeah, it's late. Let's sleep now. We'll wake up in the morning. Uh, you know, then we'll look after our flock. Of course, we'll have to have our coffee. Uh, maybe then we'll go and have a look. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, they acted with haste, as the verse tells us. And so they found the baby Jesus right on time. And the lesson I learned from this is not to delay. God is letting us know through the shepherds that when we hear from him, the time to act is now. Not put it off, not wait till tomorrow, not wait till this afternoon. If he asks us to do something now, we need to do it now. Okay? These same verses are actually pretty amazing. There's so much in those small two verses there. Wrapped up in the verse that teaches us about making haste, there's also a great teaching about obeying. Sorry, excuse me. If you notice from the, from the scripture, there's, there's not actually a direct instruction from the angel to the shepherds. I mean, we don't read, uh, and the angel said, you must go and find this baby, or words to that effect. They were simply told that, verse 12, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And from this, they understood that they were to go. Not tomorrow, go, now. And they'd been tasked with finding the Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now I also note that there was no discussion amongst the shepherds about whether or not they should follow this sign, this instruction. There was no arguing. 
No time was lost on, you know, making a, well, you know, what's the pros? What's the cons? Oh, there's ten of those and four of those, so I guess we go with that one. None of this. I also noted that there's no abstainers. The scripture doesn't say some of the shepherds decided to go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They understood that this message was from God himself, and they simply, completely obeyed. Simply, completely obeyed. They didn't lean on their own understanding. They simply followed Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Um, some of my CG members here uh, that know me, know me pretty well know that this is a, it's kind of my life verse. So I do know very personally that this is not always the easiest teaching to follow. But again, I wonder what would have happened if the shepherds had not followed this teaching. What would our world, our history, what would it be like if they had decided not to obey the Lord? It's actually quite possible that the world as we know it right now rests on that simple act of obedience from the shepherds on that night. I really don't know what history would look like if they hadn't. I really don't know. The next thing that really struck me uh, about the shepherds in this passage was the strength of their faith. I think that's pretty, pretty plain to see for everybody once you read the passage once or twice. There's certain verses that show it more, um, actually pretty much the, the ones that I've highlighted so far. But I think the whole passage is a tent testimony to the strength of their faith. Um, if you read the passage again, you will see that the shepherds, they really questioned... Hmm. Well, actually, nothing. They questioned nothing. They did not doubt that the angel and the host of angels that appeared were from the Lord. You'll notice that we don't read one of the shepherds saying to the others, how do we know this angel's from the Lord? We don't read that they asked, how can we be sure we'll find this baby lying in a manger? We don't read that, right? Because... They showed their faith in God and did not question. They just obeyed. They obeyed emphatically. So as I mentioned at the start of my message today, uh, I'd be look, I was going to look at how the Christmas story relates to the Go and Tell series that was just finished last week. Uh, you may not have realized this, and I, again, I have to admit, I hadn't given it much thought previously. But right from the birth of Jesus, we're actually learning about sharing the gospel. Now, I'm sure some would say it started with the disciples. Um, I guess some might say it really, start, really started with the Apostle Paul from the book of Acts onwards. Um, and probably a hundred other people probably give me 25 different answers. Um, 
But no, the gospel began at his birth, and indeed so did evangelism. God began teaching us about evangelism right here, even before Jesus' ministry, before his resurrection, God was already paving the way and giving us an example to follow. Uh, If we just take a closer look at the shepherd's actions here, I want to look at verse 17, and I think I've got a couple of different versions here that I, I, I wanted to look at. So the ESV translation says, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. The NIV says they spread the word concerning what had been told them concerning the child. Uh, the, it's not on there, but the message translation says they told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. And the NLT says, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about that child. And what was it they were repeating and telling everyone? What was it the angel had said to them about this child? If you look back to verse 10 and 11 again, you'll see. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is the gospel. I bring you good news. Gospel means good news. So right here, it started. So just by using a cross-section of Bible translations here, we're really getting the same message, you know? We can see that the shepherds actually became the first evangelists. They were the first. They were the first to share the gospel. They went and made known. They spread the word. They told everyone. So these shepherds that in popular culture, I mean, we often think of them as lowly, unpopular, unliked. Um, I'm sure a lot of us even think of them as dirty people. But actually, in preparing this message today, I really got a newfound respect for these guys. And I just realized just what an important role they played by being the first evangelists of the Christian era. So you've got these, we don't know how many, shepherds. At one moment, they're sitting in a field, they're settling in for the night, you know, probably brewing some coffee, watching over the flock. And the next minute, whoa! (laughs) They received the revelation from the angel of the newborn savior, of the great shepherd, who had been born to watch over all his flock which thankfully for me, thankfully for you, includes all of us. Through faith they believed it. They obediently departed to find the savior that they'd been told of. They didn't waste any time acting on the instruction from the Lord. They made haste to go and find him. In humility, they looked for no no recognition, no adoration for themselves, But upon finding baby Jesus, they only had one thing in mind. Simple fact was, they could not help themselves. They had to tell others 
of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Savior, born for all people. And I think of everything I've spoken about, for me, the ultimate lesson, this is the one that we should learn from the shepherds. This should be us. This really should be us. Once we have found Jesus, we too should not be able to help ourselves. We too should want to tell everyone about him. And I just pray that this is the lesson that we take home today from these humble, humble shepherds. Ah, so church, if you'd like to stand with me, and uh, I think we'll just closing prayer for today. Uh, oh. Father, again, I just thank you for this time together. I thank you for everyone who has joined us online. Lord, let us learn from the humble shepherds. Let us learn to be strong in faith as they were. Let us learn to humble ourselves and let us learn to obey you more and more as each day and each day passes. Let us learn not to be shy, not to be scared, not to be, hesit not to be hesitant and not to hesitate on acting on your instructions, Lord. Let us just go out and share the gospel and tell more and more people, Lord. Give us the strength, give us the courage. Remove the fear that we have to do this, Lord. And just let us be more like the shepherds that you gave us to learn from today, Lord. Lord, I just pray for your provision over all the families, all the people here, all the people watching online, and all the people in our community, Lord. Continue to be their constant provider. Continue to put food on the table for them, Lord. Lord, I just pray your protection over all the families. Lord, safeguard them all as they go about their lives this week, as they're on the roads and in their homes, Lord. And I pray that you bring joy and your peace and your comfort to all of our families in ICC, IFGF, Bali, and all their families and all their work colleagues, Lord. And I pray that every person will tell at least one person about the goodness of you, God, in this week to come, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.